And now we continue with how Yosef is not only dealing with his family, but dealing with the entire Egypt. As we took a break in the middle of the Parsha Miketz to focus on the micro family. So after Yosef settles his father and brothers, gives him an estate in Egypt, in, in the choicest part of the land, in the Ramses region of Goshen, he provided brother uh, bread for his father and brothers and all the household. He gave them much more they were, that they needed, as if he were providing for the needs of young children who tend to crumble their bread, wasting a significant portion of it. Welcome to my family. <laughs> the Torah now resumes its narrative, as we said, of how he dealt with Egypt. In the first year of the famine, there was no bread in the entire region, so we're going back a year. Since the famine had been very severe, the people of Egypt and Canaan languished due to the famine. The grain that Yosef set aside had not rotted, everyone else's had. So they had to go to get grain from Yosef. Yosef collected all the money that was to be found in Egypt and Canaan, which the people had given in payment for the produce to buy, and Yosef brought the money to Pharaoh's palace. When the money from Egypt and Canaan were exhausted, all the Egyptians came and said, Give us bread. Why should we die before your very eyes just because the money ran out? So Yosef says, bring your livestock, and I'll give you bread in exchange for your livestock if there's no more money. So they brought the livestock, gave them bread. That he took from them during the year, all their animals. He regulated the distribution of the foodstuff so that a sufficient quantity would remain to provide for the needs during the coming years of the famine as well. When that year came to an end, they came to him in the following year, the year that Yaakov came to Egypt, and said, We will not deny the truth to the Lord. All the money and livestock are gone, since we gave them all to you. There is now nothing left other than ourselves on the land. Why should we perish before your eyes? Buy us and our land in exchange for bread, and we with our land will be serfs to Paro. And now that denial has started once again overflowing and irrigating the land, thanks to your father's blessing, Give us seeds so that we may plant a crop for next year, and thus we'll live and not die, and that the land will not become barren. So this is how Yosef acquired all Egypt for power. For each of the Egyptians sold his field because the famine had become so severe. Yosef then transferred the Egyptian people from city to city in order to impress upon them that the fact that they are no longer owners of the land and to remove the stigma of being alien residents from his brothers, because now they're all alien. He put this relocation plan into effect from one end of Egypt to the other. The only land he did not buy up was that of the priests, since the priests had a food allotment from Para, and they lived off that. So they did not have to sell their land. Yosef said to the people, Since today I have acquired both you and your land, there is here a seed grain for you to go and sow the ground. When harvest comes, you must give a fifth to Para. The remaining four parts will be yours for seed grain and for the fields and for food for yourselves and the servants in your household and for feeding your young children. They said, you have saved our lives. Let us find favor in our Lord's eyes. Please do as I've said. Let us be serfs to Paro and we'll pay him the 20% tax annually. He made this a permanent law, all farmland in Egypt, which until today has never changed, as in when the Torah was written hundreds of years later, that one-fifth of its produce belonged to Paro, only the lands of the priests did not. And thus did Israel settle in Egypt, even though they settled in the choicest part. Goshen was still part of Egypt, and thus they fulfilled God's prophecy to Avram that his progeny would dwell in a foreign land. They established residence in the state that Yosef gave them there. They were fruitful, 
and they increased greatly. And thus ends the Parsha Vayigash, and next week we start the final Parsha, the Book of Breshit Vayichi.